Welcome. Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello, rental world. I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. Today's show is sponsored by WGO Consulting and the James Waite Law Firm, best in rental contracts and representing buyers and sellers. A big thank you to all my faithful followers, tell your friends and associates. And don't forget about my book entitled, Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. It's about careers and business. Available on Amazon, some valuable lessons to be learned because you never know what's around the corner. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show and let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have, and I'll do my best to get them. And as always, you can reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504-615-0540. So my guest today is Mr. Terrence Weber. Terrence is the CEO of U.S. Aerials and Equipment in New York. Terrence is also a minority business enterprise, and I thought it would be interesting to hear from a fairly new business owner's take on the industry and how it got where he is today. So Terrence was born and raised in New York City. He's got almost 20 years experience in the area lift and construction equipment industry. He's worked with some of the biggest renters and worked with contractors of all sorts all over the, all over the place. He is a graduate uh, from Howard University and coupled with his extensive sales management and operations experience in New York's construction and rental equipment industry, Terrence has a foothold in this industry that will be integral to USAE's goals of providing world-class service that is customer-focused. Terrence, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Donald. We appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to your listeners. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to talk, uh, I'd like you to talk about your background and how you became interested in the rental industry in the first place. It's a, an interesting story. I actually, you know, come from a family that 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 from the building trades. My father owned a a union carpentry shop out of New York, out of Queens Village, actually in uh, in New York City, for almost fifty years. Um, at a time when people that looked like me, African American, had a hard time just getting in the union itself. So. I had a really, really good role model as an entrepreneur and businessman to uh, to to get into this business. Um, you know, we went. To, I went to Howard University, and then from there, I, you know, I, I owned a nightclub in New York City on uh, 23rd and, and 11th for about five years. Um, then, then off to flight school down in uh, in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. I went to flight safety down there. Got my commercial instrument, multi-engine, certified flight instructor, ATP, and so on and so forth, um, right after the first Gulf War. Unfortunately, at that time, there weren't a whole lot of uh, uh, segues into the commercial business of aviation. So, you know, I did a lot of, punched a lot of holes in the sky for $8 an hour <laughs> before heading back to New York and, 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 uh, heading actually to Wall Street for a while. So I did the trader trading program 
at Herzog Heineke Duel. Um, I did that for another five years or so, and then uh, then I did, uh, believe it or not, our art auctions right before I I made my foray into uh, into the rental business. Um, when uh, the company that I was doing auctions for folded, I needed a job, and uh, I just uh, randomly uh, found this job for a sales guy uh, for this company called Damn Equipment out of uh, Hopog. No, it actually wasn't Hopog, Bohemia, excuse me, New York. And I worked for them for about 30 days, got a, a reasonably sizable contract going, um, at the time, uh, there was a crane accident in New York. So uh, the one of the companies that I was calling on uh, was using a jumper scaffold, which come on you know fall under cranes. So they couldn't use that. And uh, the owner of the company of uh, Dam had told me about this uh, eighty-six foot scissor lift that he was thinking about buying. So you know I mentioned it during uh, the pitch meeting. And uh, we ended up uh, providing, uh, I believe it was four or five ADSLs and the, uh, that 86, which was uh, like a prototype that he ended up buying. Um, once we got that going, unfortunately, like I said, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the company uh, didn't want to uh, pay me commission. So they were like, well, thanks for that contract. Uh, we can take it from here. So I, uh, I went out and uh, started cold calling the other companies. I cold called United Rentals, and uh, they told me uh, that they had plenty of work in Arkansas. Um, so the next one on the hit list was uh, a small uh, independent uh, aerial company or equipment rental. Really, they were they were full house at that time. They were renting everything from generators and and uh, skid steers to aerial lifts, but they were mainly an aerial company. A uh, company called Able Equipment. Uh, I I uh, I called and and cold called the owner, Steve Laganis, and uh, got an interview. And uh, he got there. He was you know he was busy, and uh, literally we conducted the interview in the uh, in the uh, parking lot. <laughs> and I got the job. And I got the job, and I spent the next six, six years of my career at Able Equipment. Uh, which you know, I was really grateful to to the owners, Steve and his wife. Um, they're amazing owners and amazing entrepreneurs. I was really, really fortunate to get in over there and uh, toiled away. You know, he told me literally that I came in the next day. He gave me a box of business cards, an iPad, uh, 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 a cell phone, and he told me I was a sales guy. And uh, I was like, great. And then the next thing he said was, sales guys don't hang out in the office. So go out and sell. And right. and there, there begins the legend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. I was really, really fortunate over there. I mean, it was a small house um, with a lot of dedicated guys. Um, I hooked up with this uh, gentleman over there. Um, Bill Smythe, who was the president of Able Equipment at the time, um, I think he was like one of either the, the second or the third uh, employee at Able, and uh, you know he really, really, really took me under his wing, and he'd make it easy. I mean, this is old school, 
they were they were definitely old school over there. If was if you didn't rent, you didn't eat. Right. So you know, you you either figured it out one way or the other. And but he gave me the tools, which is a lot more than I can say for a lot of other people that I've come across in the business. You know, he gave me the tools. You know, and and for that, you know, Bill Smythe, if you're listening, brother, I am forever grateful. Forever, forever, forever grateful. He's a good man. He's still in my life. Uh, he retired from Abel after God knows how long he was there. Probably, you know, 15, 20 years, something like that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, and uh, that's where it all began. That's that's where it all began. You know. And so, dude, how long were you with that company? And at what point did you decide to uh, go off on your own? Um, well, I was with Abel that, 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 that round was six years, right up until, uh, right up until, uh, the, uh, the crash pretty much of 08. And, uh, you know, I toiled away. It was a lot of work, a lot of work. I, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about the rental business really. So, you know, I, I was, I was lucky enough, like I said, to have guys like Bill Smythe, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, believe it or not, there's a Southern cat too, uh, Perry Rosen, you know, and, and then there was, uh, this guy, uh, Sam McIntyre and I knew how to get, I knew how to find the clients. I didn't, I didn't, you know, once I found them, I, you know, I didn't know what the difference between a, a 86 foot boom and a telehandler were. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> they made sure I knew it and, you know, they get, like I said, especially Mr. Smith, you know, he made sure I had the information and that goes back to, 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 to the, to the ownership too. They were a new company and, and they were figuring out, figuring a lot of things out themselves. But, but, uh, Steve Laganis was, was, is brilliant. He's a brilliant entrepreneur, businessman. And, and he, you know, he, he made sure we had, you know, the best of everything that he can make sure we had. I mean, we right. had a really great, uh, uh, brochures. We had, you know, we had, you know, we, we had all the tools that a salesperson would need, you know, and then he, he was wise enough to, to make sure that he had hired, uh, you know, Bill Smythe, Perry Rosen, uh, Sam McIntyre at the time. These are all top sales guys. You know, that are, you know, actually two of them are still around. Bill Smith's still around. He's retired. Perry Rosen, he's still over at Abel. Um, Sam McIntyre, he's, he's moved on. Um, and then uh, Dave Mansbart. I, I, I don't know. A bunch of people probably know who Dave Mansbart is. But it, and and uh, Mike Bikinski, who uh -huh. ran the service department. Mike Bikinski, oh, my God. I tell you, that guy said my, my butt so many times. But these guys weren't just department heads, but they were teachers. Right. You know, right. they literally taught me the rental business you know? uh -huh. from service with Mike Bikinski to the sales aspect with, with Bill Smythe. And it was tough. It was real tough. I mean, it wasn't a game. Nobody was playing. Um, you know, they were paying me a real salary and real commission and if you couldn't sell, 
you weren't going to last long. I, I saw so many bodies come and go. But <laughs> somehow or another, you know, I persevered, and and I, I made it through the first six years with Able Equipment. And, you know, when things, you know, started to spin in the other direction with the, the, the crash of 08, um, I was the last one to go right. out of the sales team. And I was really, really, really grateful. But, you know, I'm, you know, but fortunately for me, during that time, you know, I, I had, uh, had the initiative to, uh, to map the city. You know, right. I was like, right. you, know, cause, you know, that whole six-year period of my life, every single day, I thought was my last day. <laughs> I mean, I spent six years of, uh, I guess today's going to be the day, you know. Yeah, you're only um, so as good as your next run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So every day it was, okay, how can I get a rental? How can I set up a rental for next week? You know, who am I missing? What am I missing? So, you know, to be perfectly honest, when I first started with Abel, and, and you know, uh, we uh, they had a branch upstate, New York, and uh-huh. – uh, we went upstate New York and, and we canvassed it as a, as a team. And, uh, you know, going back three years after that, you know, I remembered that we did that. And that, that was one of the, the techniques that, you know, that stuck with me. And I said, you know, I really need to know who the players are in the marketplace. At that point, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd gotten a little bit of experience. Uh, you know, I kind of knew the difference between a scissor lift and a boom at that point. And, you know, now I was set and I was ready. I, I had built up a little book of business and I was trying to expand it. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to just map the city because, I, right. you know, out of all the sales guys in New York, I was probably one of the only I am. As far as I knew, it was it was me and the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, this is, uh, the movie guy from Pride were the only two guys that, that I knew that lived in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I was like, I got to take advantage of this somehow. I mean, as I move around the city every day, I'm seeing gear everywhere, but, you know, I really need to map this down. So I, I, I took the initiative, like, a two-week period and literally gridded the entire city. I was in every hole. I was in every skyscraper. I was in every event center. I was in every church. I walked every street. You know, I drove every block and I, and I, and I, and I, and I mapped the city. And what I realized was that at that time, there were really, you know, only a few real players that, you know, every job site, they, they had a dominant or market share. And that was Pride Equipment, United Rentals, and this company called uh, Independent Aerial out of uh, Jersey. Um, but what I noticed was that um, these guys all had thousands of pieces of gear just on the island of Manhattan. We're not even talking Brooklyn, Queens, West, you know, any of that. And I was covering all that as well um, at, this, at that time. But, you know, I was really trying to focus on Manhattan because I was like, this is where the party's happening. And I'm going to, you know, I'm breaking in. I'm going to crash this party. So, <laughs> Um, I found these guys that had the, the dominant market share. Um, but when it came to pride, 
every time I, 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 you know, I hunt and pecked, there were five or six or seven different, you know, sales guys who right. were handling <laughs> these, you know, and the same with United, if not even more, you know, you can probably double that number for them. And then, but for this one company, Interstate Aerial, I mean, this is not Interstate, that's, a, that's another story. Um, this one company, Independent Aerial, um, there was only one guy. Right. And I was like, how on earth can this one guy, and I mean, and he had the lion's share of, of like these monster accounts, the holy grail mm-hmm. of like, you know, equipment renters in New York. And I'm like, <laughs> everywhere I go, I mean, there's equipment everywhere that says independent aerial on it. But when I ask the guys, who's your sales guy, they all say this one name, you know, this Mike yeah. Rain guy, you know, yes, and I'm like, wow. How's, how, how's he doing it, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's no way he can hold all this. So I said, okay, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to take his top 20 and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go hunt and pack. Let's see what we can do. And that's what, that's what I did. And I, and I started to make a little bit of headway. And then there was this one company, um, Enclose. I probably shouldn't say their name, but there was this one company, big, big, big curtain wall outfit, rented lots of big air. Lots of scissors, just, they just rented equipment. They were, you know, just lots and lots of equipment. So, you know, so, you know, as I'm, you know, trying to tie down something, you know, get some business with these guys, uh, you know, I find out where, where the guy is, you know, who's in control of the, you know, rentals for this company. So I find out that they're, they're doing this tower over on the West side in the fifties, John Jay college. So, you know, my, my contact tells me, Oh, the guy is going to be on the 18th floor in a shanty at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. So at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday on the 18th floor, here I am. I, I find the shanty. I knock on the door. The door opens, and I see the guy. And I stick my hand out, you know, and I say, you know, Mr. Nolan, this Terrence Weber, able equipment. If you have a moment, I'd love to discuss your equipment usage. And then this other guy standing next to him is smiling. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay calm and cool, but I'm saying to myself, why is this guy smiling like this? This guy's just cheesing, you know? I'm like, you know, he must be another sales rep. I didn't really know what he was. But, you know, I'm just trying to focus on, you know, push-enable equipment. So finally this guy sticks his hand out and he says, you know, my name is Mike Wren, Independent Aerial. I own it, you know, owner of independent area. And I'm just like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, and that's how I met the, 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 the infamous Michael Rand. Without <laughs> question, the number one sales guy that I've ever seen in New York equipment rental, period. Hands down, no second, there's no third. It's Mike Rand all day. And, uh, you know, and, and I met Mike Rand, he gave me his card, he told me about his company and, 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 you know, pretty much in, you know, in, 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 in so many words, pretty much told me I was going to be out of a job real soon. <laughs> and that, you know, when that day came that I should give him a call and, you know, we stayed in touch and I did my thing and, and then, you know, the crash came and, you know, I, you know, he was right. <laughs> I was out of a job. Right. So, you know, that day came at Abel, and it was a really sad day, bro, because 
I, even to this day, even though I have my own company now, I still bleed Abel Red. Right. You know, I am forever grateful to the Laganis family and, 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 and Steve and his wife are, you know, they, they were so good to me and have been good to me. And I still talk to Steve, you know, now. Yeah. Believe it or not, when Sunbelt bought Interstate Aerial, I was with Steve. Right. (laughs) And, 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 uh, and, uh, and the owner of Bay Crane. Right. You know? Yeah, you know, literally, as it was happening, when I got the, the, the emergency phone, you know, the emergency meeting, you know, when, 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 when Interstate bought uh, uh, Abel, I was with, I was with, you know, I was with Steve Laganis and uh, Kenny Bernardo, the owner of Bay Crane. Right. And, you know, and, uh, you know. Those, Terrence, I believe Terrence, to the end. Let, me, let me interrupt you and say, can, can we fast forward to how you got the idea to uh, open U.S. aerials? Um, I mean, this is a lot of history we're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm as much interested in your uh, current situation yeah, and future yeah, situation. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's, you know, it's a kind of perfect segue because Mike Rand and Steve Laganis, Steve actually probably said it to me first, you know, and he was, uh, you know, and, 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 and he had some ideas and we explored them a little bit and it wasn't really what I was thinking. And, but Mike Ram was like, you don't need a partner. You, you got this. You, you've been doing this. You, you know, you've been through every trial and tribulation that, that, that this industry can put you through and you're still here. And the fact that you're still here and you're still, you know, uh, relevant in the, in the rental market means you're ready. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, so, um, I, it kind of goes back to the, you know, I'll, I'll make it quick. So I jumped back, I jumped from able equipment when they let me go right over to, to independent aerial, excuse me. Yeah. To independent aerial. I worked with independent aerial, I guess about five years, five, six years, until Mike Rand sold to a company called RSC. Um, and I was working for RSC for about a year, but six months after they bought Independent Aerial, they themselves got purchased by United Rentals. Right. Um, <laughs> worked for United for, you know, 30 days. And then I was back on the market and back over at, at Able. And where I I did another six years, and you know Abel was growing so rapidly, and Steve was expanding and taking on new. There really wasn't a you know a role for me, and I and I needed more. Right. So, um, I just needed more, and and I knew it, and and you know, and the direction that Abel was heading was you know you know there wasn't really the the, the space for for me. And for what, you know, for, for the more that I needed. So I, you know, I jumped over to, uh, to, to a company called Interstate Aerial out of Jersey that didn't have a huge footprint in New York. And I just wanted to see because I had moved clients from Able to Independent Aerial, from Independent Aerial to, to, to RSC, from RSC back to Able. 
and I, and I wanted to see if I could move a company that 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 didn't have brand awareness in New York, right? Right. Back over, and I said if I could do that, um, then I was ready to open my own company. And the rumors were out there that you know that Sunbelt was going to buy um, Interstate, and I took the chance because it was I needed to know that I could take a company that nobody knew and, and move them into this market. And, uh, and I did it. I was right. pretty successful. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sunbelt came in and ruined the party right when I was getting going, but everything happens for a reason. And because of that, we now have U.S. aerials. And okay. I'm really proud of that. And, you know, we've been in operations about 11 months now, and we're going into our first year of operations, April 1st, when we opened. Uh, okay. The company's been in existence since, what, November of 19, I want to say? No, no, November of 18. 18. <laughs> and, but we began operations April 1st of, of, of 19. So, so what is your what is your inventory focus and, and market uh, focus uh, that U.S. has? All right, which which is very interesting. I mean, um, when we got started, um, I mean, I'm an, I'm a big boom. I'm a big aerial guy. I, I I've always rented big booms. I was a big aerial guy. So we started out primarily with uh, you know a couple of million dollars worth of scissor lifts. Drop okay. shipped and landed April first. You know, and you know, and literally the company started that day. We started operations that day. Boom, we were we're making business cards, we're 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 building out our software, we're stickering machines, we're asset numbering machines, uh, anybody that's been involved in, 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 in creating the software. Um, sh- you know, shout out to Texada. You know, that's that that's who Abel used until they moved over to Pointer Rentals just recently, and uh, that's who we used. But anybody who's been involved in, in building out this software so that it'll actually do what you need it to do, right? Um, knows how crazy that is. Couple that with me running around trying to get the phone to ring so that we could actually rent this stuff coupled with, you know, buying trucks and, 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 and just all the mad, you know, all the madness that goes along with opening a company. Right. And I think we've done a really good job. So Terrence, what do you, what do you think is your greatest sales tool in regards to, to landing business in the, in the New York Metro market and, and, your tools for breaking into an established market? Um, honestly, I am, I don't think you could have, I, 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 you know, I hate to say this because anything I say is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but my best sales tool is, is I am New York. I, I was uh, born and raised here. I, you know, I've been running these streets since I was 12 years old. I know everybody. And then with my father being in, 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 in unionized carpentry, 
and owned in a unionized carpentry shop um, that at one point was like the largest minority business in the United States. You know, wow. a construction wow. company. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, you know, he worked on everything. He worked on everything. When it comes down to MBEs, he was his pi- he was the pioneer. He was. There weren't too many other cats out there that were uh, that were doing what my old man was doing back then. And uh, you know, I grew up in a town, a small. Well, we always had a place in the city, but I grew up in a, in a small town called Port Washington on the North Shore of Long Island, about 20, 20, 20 miles outside of Manhattan. And uh, in that area, it was rife with all the sons and daughters of, of these construction company owners. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I grew up with these people. If I didn't meet them with my dad, going to work with my dad or going to meetings with my dad, I met their, I knew their sons from, from Port Washington or from the city or from, we have a place out on, out on the Eastern Long Island, out in the Hamptons. So, or from, you know, doing summers out there with those cats, you know, they all had, you know, they, they all had yachts and whatnot. And, and where we have our place out East is in a little town called Sag Harbor. It's like the only deep water port out there. So, I, I'm, you know, I grew up with these guys that would now own these companies or are running them for their fathers or, you know, so I already had a kind of book of business kind of built in. I just needed to let people know what I was doing. Right. Right. So I was really fortunate in that way. And then on top of that, you know, I, I worked tirelessly. I, nobody's on the street earlier than me. I, you know, I come in early. I stay late. And, uh, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, to have guys like Bill Smythe, uh, Mike Rand, and Steve Laganis in, you know, in my corner. And then, you know, and later in my career, guys like uh, Matt Lang gave me an opportunity. I mean, I was only there for six months, but, you know, the guy gave me an opportunity. These are all like amazing entrepreneurs when you talk about a Steve Laganis or a, or a Mike Rand or a Matt Lang. I mean, these are the, the, the whales of the independent rental market. Right, right. You know? So I, I got the opportunity to work with them to see how they work, to see how they do things. You know, a lot of people, for whatever reason, don't think I'm really paying attention. And I think that's kind of a defense mechanism that I kind of put off because I don't like people to really know, you know, what I'm really thinking, but, uh, I pay attention. I pay very close attention, you know, and anybody who doesn't think I'm paying attention, you just gave me a leg up on you. Right. Because this kid's pay attention. So let me ask you this, uh, Terrence, what what are your thoughts on the rental market in general today? And actually in the next few years, where do you see things going? Uh, could you just repeat the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the rental market today, now that you're an owner and, and actively uh, competing day to day? What do you think about the rental market and, and where do you see it in the next few years? I know the consolidations changed so many things that you've lived through. So what are your yeah. thoughts on the, on the market? Well, for me, consolidation has been my friend. You know, at the time that I was going through a lot of these mergers and acquisitions and, you know, I've got, you know, regional vice presidents and district managers, you know, it's like being the kid who, you know, 
you're like, I'm the best basketball player, you know, there. And, you know, everybody picks around you. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, but what about me? You know, Been there. <laughs> but it, it turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen to me, you know, because it allowed me to spend more time with the Steve Laganises and the Mike Rands and the Matt Langs and to see how these things are formed and, 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 and what, what it takes for a company to succeed. Now, with that being said, jump to, you know, what's going on in the market. Well, I think that this is, especially for an African-American, for, for a cat like me, this is the pivotal time in the history of this con- uh, country for uh, an African-American entrepreneur, and especially an African-American entrepreneur that, that wants to be in this rental game. Um, right. And I say that because, it's, and, and especially in this region where that where I'm in, especially in the New York region, specifically. And I say that because, A, the, the consolidation is, as, as, you know, is, you know, you know, as, as, as put a little confusion out there in the marketplace. And, you know, a lot of these cats like dealing with independent, you know, operators. Absolutely. You know, you know, they like to know where their money's going. They like to know that if I rent from Terrence, I know Terrence is going to hire more truck drivers right from this region. And that money is going to stay in this region. You know, and, you know, and Terrence is going to support the local, you know, economy of this region. This money's not getting made and shipped to England or wherever, you know, wherever it goes, Connecticut, wherever. It's staying right here in the region. Um, the, the state of the rental market, is, as far as I'm concerned, is, is strong. Um, the, the permits are, are, are you know... The, for new construction in New York are still real strong. Um, this coronavirus has got everybody a little bit shaken for a minute, but I'm very confident this this too shall pass as long as uh, um, we get, we kind of get ahead of, uh, you know, just slowing this thing down a little bit so that we don't overwhelm our hospitals, you know. Right, um, right. As long as we can do that, this too shall pass, and uh, you know, and it's a great buying opportunity for anybody that you know, like myself, that dabbles every once in a while in in, uh, in the majors. You yeah. know, I've always hedged every 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 opportunity I've had. I've you know, I've hedged against a merger, and I've won. And you know, I I see this as a good buying opportunity personally, but you know. People have to take their own advice. Um, Terrence, let me ask you this. Now. Uh, and, and when we, we were, you were kind enough to spend some time with me at ARA, and that did have the pleasure of seeing you, uh, you know, face-to-face. Your opinion of the state of diversity, since you brought it up about African-American being in the rental industry, where, where do you see that? Because you're, you're a, a unique individual, I would say, and there's not that many more like you, as I've seen in the history of the industry. Um, well, I'm lucky, you know, and I hate to continuously 
go back to um, the Steve Laganis's, the Mike Rands, the Matt Langs, the Bill Smythes. Um, I had those cats. Um, I would not have fared very well at, unfortunately, had I gone through the the majors, the United, the Hercs, the Sunbelts. First, they didn't want me to start with, but I don't see anybody winning over there that looks like me. <laughs> if you want to just know the God's honest truth, I don't, I mean, I, I got 18, almost 19,000 LinkedIn followers. Wow. So maybe out of those, there's maybe four that are, that are, you know, African-American and in the sales, you know, in the, in the rental industry. Right. And, you know, I got one that's a district manager. I haven't heard from him in a minute. He was out West. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if he's still around. If you are, you know who I'm talking to. Give me a shout. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I would have fared very well in, the, in those programs. They just, they, they, they're not concerned with diversity. Right. At all, yeah. So you know, you, you've taken a, a you big uh, leap and change. And so, what about your, your mind state change going from a salesperson to an executive, uh, business owner, and running a business? And uh, the strength of having extensive sales background, which does that help you today in your business, which you've been through and making executive decisions for your company? I know that's kind of a broad question. Yeah. It is, but yes, yes. Um, the 20, almost 20 years that I've been out there banging away, you're running your own business. You know, the, the, the sales programs that I went through were all um, basically, you know, you know, uh, you know, rent or, or, or starve. So, <laughs> you know, you, you learned real quick that that it's a serious business and that your business is serious, you know, beyond the safety factors of the stuff that you're, you're putting out there into the, in, into the, in, into the community. I mean, you know, you're dealing with, you know, heavy, you know, dangerous machinery. So there's the respect level there, you know, um, but beyond that, you know, just if you're not an organized business person, you're not going to be successful in this business you know, on the sales side. So what that helped me do is just, you know, hone my skills and, 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 and get enough time to spend around, you know, all the other aspects of the business. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't one of the chosen few who got to go through, you know, all these, you know, management programs and, and, and learn, you know, uh, about utilization and learn about amateurization, learn about, you know, loans and, and, and all these other things. I had to, to pick that up through osmosis. Right. And, and, you know, I was, like I said, I was, I was fortunate enough, you know, you know, Mike Rand, you know, it was, you know, I spent you know, five years with him in New York city. It was just me and him. And, you know, we, you know, I, I, a lot of windshield time with that guy 
and a lot of questions asked. A lot of, you know, and he was gracious enough to share, you know, his experience of how he built up, you know, independent aerial. And, and, and I paid attention. And I, I, you know, I hope one day that, uh, you know, he'll be proud of, of U.S. aerials. You know, I talked to him frequently. As a matter of fact, I talked to him last night. Um, you know, him and and Bill Smythe. I actually was texting with Bill Smythe. So if you're listening, Bill, <laughs> how's it going, sir? <laughs> you too, Mike, if you're listening. Um, uh, yeah. It, you really, 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 yeah. My, my, my time as a sales guy was integral in, 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 in my decision to, to start U.S. aerials. That and the timing. I mean, you know, you know, to get back to the MBE aspect of things, uh, New York State has probably the strongest MBE laws on the books in the, in the country. Okay. So, you know, New York is really, really serious about woman minority business enterprise and 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 bringing minorities and women into uh, uh, prominent positions of business and giving them an opportunity. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, JFK. They're redoing the airport at JFK. It's like a roughly seven billion dollar project. Twenty percent of that is minority business enterprise. Ten percent of that is women business enterprise. And uh, it's like that across the board. You know, Newark Airport, uh, uh, LaGuardia Airport, uh, and all of the municipal projects and anything that uh, the state had any say in. They're, they're, they're weaving that into their contracts. So it's, there's going to be an amazing opportunity if people can put themselves in position to take advantage of it. Right, right. And so, Terrence, you know, you, you're an employee for 20-plus years with other companies. What do you look for when you're recruiting an employee today to be part of your team? Me. <laughs> if I could clone myself, nah, I've been really, really fortunate. Um, I surround myself with uh, with 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 people I trust. You know, um, when Steve Laganis gave me an opportunity, I really, really needed that job. Um, and I swore to myself as I was like walking up to, to able equipment to, to have this interview that if I got this job, I wasn't going to, no games, no, no, no monkey business, no lying, no stealing, no, you know, no nothing, no nonsense. Go there, do what I'm supposed to do. Take my ass home, you know? Right. And, uh, and I got the job and I tried my best to, to kind of live by that. And, you know, it's a serious business and you can, you can take care of your family. You can make some decent money and, um, but it requires work and, and, and ethics. And, uh, that's what I look for in my employees. You know, I need to, I, you know, I need to know that I can trust them and that I hope they know that they can trust me. And if they need me, I'm going to be there just like, you know, 
you know, I can go into stories, brother. I can tell stories about what Mike Rent. I'll give you an instant, for instance. I blew out my knee and spiral fractured my tibia and okay. was out of work for over eight months. Please. And Mike Rand kept me on the payroll. Not only I'd like this Affleck type thing, but he also paid me a salary and commissions while I laid up on a couch, brother. And it's stories like that and stories like, you know, Mr. Laganis, you know, he bought me a boat. I mean, I bought, I paid him back, but he bought me a boat. Like, wow. where do you find, where do you find guys like this? Right. Where, where does that happen? And I'm not a cheap boat either. It wasn't a cheap boat. It was a nice boat. You know, right. I, you know, I found that, you know, and I really, really, honestly, I really, 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 really wanted to, to, to give the majors a shot, especially after, like, um, you know, uh, Independent got sold to RSC. I really wanted to give them a shot. Um, but, you know, for me, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Um, but I was lucky enough that there's some, like, amazing, you know, business guys out there that saw the potential in me. And, and gave me an opportunity, and I like to believe that I stepped up to the plate. Right. And, well, obviously, and, if and you hadn't, you wouldn't be where you are today. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I thank you. Thank you. But, yeah, yeah uh, you know, that, that, but there is no, there is no U.S. aerial without those cats, without, you know, without the Laganises, without the, the Rands, and that's just not Mike Rand, Mrs. Rand, too. Um, you know, there's, you know, the Bill Smice, there's just no Terrence. There's no U.S. aerials. Yeah. Those things had to happen, and those cats had to give me an opportunity. And, and listen, if any of you majors are listening, any regional vice presidents or, you know, hopefully even their bosses, because that's where it really needs to start. That's like, what's that, uh, Miss Black or whatever, who's the, the HR over at Sunbelt. If any of you cats are listening, I, this is what I got to say. They, you guys have some talented people already on your books that, that, are, that are minorities. You know, give them a shot. Give them a shot. What are you afraid of? Right. Like, what are you afraid of? Because it comes across as fear that none of these cats are getting any shot, you know, and it's just sad. Right. And, and, and I, you know, it's just sad and, you know, it's just sad. And, and people notice it ain't just me because people say it to me all the time. Your own employees say it to me all the time. I mean, I got 19,000 LinkedIn followers. I get 30, 40, you know, DMS a day from mostly their employees, you know, Asking, right. you know, how do I work this circuit, you know, this system? I'm like, I, I never really spent that much time in it, so I wouldn't know, but, you know. Well, let me, this is well, let me ask I, you this. With, with, with that being said, if you look back in your rearview mirror, what advice would you give your rookie self if you were just starting? Stick with the independence. Stick with the independence. Now. Um, unfortunately, you know, I had no choice. I had to be really kind of aggressive because just because of the nature of the business, 
So, you know, kind of it's almost like that woman thing, whereas if, you know, if you're aggressive, you're bitchy. As a black guy, if you're aggressive, you know, you're unmanageable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is not true. You know what I mean? You know, I, I've heard it all. You know, it's not true. If, but, you know, this is an aggressive business. And if right. you're not prepared to be aggressive and get the sale, somebody else is going to get it. I promise you that. Yeah. And, with, know, and with, that, with that being I, I said. They would teach their people not to be aggressive, and I'd have all the business in New York. Right. With, with that being said, what advice would you give to somebody trying to break into the rental business? Maybe not just Ariel, but just the business be, in general. Be, be yourself. Realize that you're going to have to work harder than everybody else. And then that that's okay. Um, shut up and listen. You know, definitely shut up and listen. That was a big one. That took me a little while to, to, to learn that one. But that, that's, a, that's a key. Yeah. Is shut up and listen, you know. And, and and Terrence, you started up because you you had so many uh, relationships already. So how do you how do you go about cultivating those relationships to make sure that you have their repeat business? Uh, I'm really fortunate, you know. I I got friends, I, you know. I this is my city. I mean, I just I don't really even look at my clients as clients anymore. They're they're just friends. Uh, you know, the ones that I haven't met before, I'm, I'm one phone call or two phone calls removed. So, you know, when I walk out of an office, first of all, everybody already knows me. I'm, you know, there's very few places I can go that they don't know who I am and that my new company exists. Everybody knows U.S. Ariel exists in New York. So, um, you know, when I walk out of an office, it's, you know, that purchasing manager or, or vice president or whoever I may be dealing with, um, you know, it's a two phone call thing and, and, oh yeah, no, we know Terrence and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, you can trust him. He's, you know, he's been around a while and, and, and he does what he says he's going to do. Right. You know, but you know and the rental and business is such a team sport, uh, with all the different positions that you have in a rental company. What are the, what are some of the core values and culture? that you instill in your employees as you can't clone yourself. <laughs> That's interesting that you say that. I mean, we're working on, on core values right now, to be perfectly honest. Um, and it really comes back to do what you say you're going to do. That's right. the end of the day. That's it. That's what we're selling. Everybody's got the same gear. Right. Right. You know, everybody's got the same gear. You know, when they call me, when they hang up, they don't have to think twice about what's going to happen. What's going to happen is exactly what we agreed on, period. And, and, and that's how that goes. And that's how I conduct business. And, and that's, that's I, you know, I emphasize it with the drivers. I emphasize it with the, uh, the, the rental staff. In the office, you know, the mechanics, everybody. That's our culture. That's our culture. And it, it, it's, a, it's a do what you say you're going to do. If we tell them, you know, we're going to swap it, then they don't have to think twice again. That's swapped. Or if we say we're going to fix it, it's fixed. And if we can't do it, you better know you're going to get a phone call sooner than later. 
and not just with a, you know, there was a problem, but with the solution to the problem. And that's another reason why I've had like such great luck with, with, with clients. I mean, you know, we've been in business, you know, 11 months, we've got over 150 clients signed up already. Um, is that, uh, is that they know they can call me and if I don't have it, I'll tell them where to get it or I'll plug them in with one of my people. And I got friends everywhere, everywhere. When I say that, I mean that literally, I've got friends everywhere. You know, people, you know, try to play, oh, nobody likes him. Well, for a guy that's not liked, I got a lot of friends, and they're (laughs) everywhere. And you're kind of shy, too, huh? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little bit. (laughs) We got about about three minutes left, so I want to – my last question to you is, where do you see your company in five to ten years? Uh, that's a great question. U.S. aerials and equipment rentals has a very, very bright future. Uh, I, I've got some things in the works that I can't really share right now, but believe me when I tell you, in the next two years will be a 5 to $10 million fleet company, and in the next five years will be a 20 plus million dollar fleet company. Wow. Well, at least you got a good crystal ball. (laughs) I got a really good crystal ball. One way or the other, it's going to come true, you know, and uh, we're prepared to do whatever we got to do to build a world-class rental company. That's our goal. That's our mission. And, it's going to happen, or I'm going to die trying. There you go. Well, Terrence, I have to tell you, it's been, a, it's been a great hour spending with you as we got to start wrapping up. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to let the listeners hear uh, from an operator, if you will. So uh, thank you so much for, for joining me today, and, and I'm sure I'll see you again real soon. Donald, we appreciate you. And anytime you're up here in New York, you give us a holler, bro. I know the best steakhouses in the city. Well, you got to go from the big easy to the big apple to get that done. <laughs> hey, you hit Thanks. Me whenever you land in the big apple, you call me. I got you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay, in, in closing, it. next week we're going to have an open forum. Uh, and again, thank you for, for Terrence and his team for putting this show together. If you want to reach me, it's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, don't forget about my book, Screw You. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. Today's quote, you can never be upset with the people who force you into your dream or up higher. Very apropos for today. So quoted by Mr. Tyler Perry. Have you become a man? It's my honor to spend this time with you. I'm Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, don't waste the day. Be safe and good renting. And thanks again, Terrence. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.